welcome to the Trinity Reformed Church Podcast. Exhortation by Larson Hicks on June 5th, Lord's Day service. to our time of uh, exhortation as we prepare our hearts for confession. And our verse this week is Proverbs 18, verse 1. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. Over the years, there have been many who have taught and teach that separation and isolation is the ideal. The Pharisees thought this way. The word Pharisee itself is a Greek transliteration of the Aramaic word set apart separated, though uh, they thought withdrawing from normal people would make them holy. I just realized my Bible is reading on my phone. Sorry. I'm back up there. So Pharisees thought this way about separation. They thought separation was a good thing, and uh, the word Pharisee is a Greek transliteration of the Aramaic word to set apart or be separate. And so they thought withdrawing from people would make them holy. A few hundred years after Christ, there was a, uh, this idea persisted. There was a, there was a guy named St. Simeon the Stylite, who was a Christian ascetic, uh, part of the hermit tradition. And he sought holiness by literally separating himself from people. He spent 37 years living up on this pole, this pillar that was, that was, uh, that was up high off the ground away from people. In modern times... We, uh, the idea of separating ourselves and living alone has been romanticized by the likes of Wendell Berry and others. But scripture teaches a very different view of isolation. In fact, it is sin that separates. It's sin that isolates us. It divides people from one another and sin isolates people from God. While most of us here today live in the city, our lives are still isolated. Like most modern Americans, we hide out in our homes and isolate ourselves from friends and neighbors. We use social media as our way of being social. It's really our only way of being social. But in real life, most of us are very alone and disconnected from people. One of Trinity Reform, uh, one, of our, one of our four distinctives is real community, fostering and creating real covenant community. If you're at the dance this last Wednesday night, uh, you'll likely know what I'm talking about when I say that there's a unique kind of fellowship, of love, and of joy that only happens in that kind of setting. And it's very special. Our, our monthly potlucks offer another similar opportunity. I was recently on a, uh, on a business trip and found myself at this networking event uh, for, the, for the conference I was attending. And uh, it, was, it was held at a nightclub. And it was really odd uh, for me to, to just kind of observe. There was all of this loud music and there are all these strangers trying to pretend like they were happy and joyful uh, by going out on the dance floor and, and kind of hamming it up. Um, and, and really as an observer, it was just sad. Um, and, I, and I realized while I was watching them that it, it takes a lot of really loud music and a lot of alcohol to fake the kind of joy that can really only be found in community like at a dance like, like we had this last week or at a wedding celebration. It's not good for us to be isolated and alone. God said so in Genesis. It's not good for man to be alone. 
The Godhead itself is not isolated or alone, but it's a society of three persons. In the fourth chapter of Ecclesiastes, we have a wonderful meditation on the blessing of friendship and community. Quote, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their toil. For if they fall, one will lift up his fellow. But woe to him who is alone when he falls and is not another to lift him up. Again, if two lie together, they keep warm, but how can one keep warm alone? And though a man might prevail against one who is alone, two will withstand him. A threefold cord is not quickly broken. So scripture teaches this, that we are made to be together with others and that we need each other. 1 Corinthians 12 says, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I do not need you. And the head cannot say to the feet, I don't need you. It's wrong-headed to think that to think that you've got it by yourself, to think that others are a distraction from you being holy or being faithful or being happy. No, you need other people. You need friends to go to for advice and encouragement. Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. He breaks out against all sound judgment. As the body of Christ, we each have responsibilities for one another. Romans 12 says, So in Christ, we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to the others. We belong to each other. You are not your own. We each have a responsibility to other members of the same body. Fellowship and community is a protection that God has designed for us. Those who are isolated are an easy target for the enemy. 1 Peter says, Be sober-minded, be watchful, Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. It's a powerful image. If you've ever seen a nature documentary with lions, you'll you'll remember that the lions don't just charge into a pack of, of animals. They're always looking for a straggler, an animal that's wandered off from the pack and has been isolated. Scripture tells us that the devil is doing the exact same thing. At home, if you're always wanting to be alone or by yourself with a book or the computer or whatever, and we need to realize that you're putting yourself in danger and also neglecting to render the service you owe to your family as a member of that body. And this is true even if you are an introvert. It's totally fine to be an introvert and to be someone who needs some quiet time to recharge, but we need to be careful that we don't use personality tests or Enneagrams as some final word on our identity. While some of those things can be helpful in understanding your tendencies and how to be more thoughtful towards other people, they can also be dangerous because they offer a great excuse for not stretching yourself or working on those weaknesses that you have. Oh, I'm an introvert, so I don't need to be hospitable or welcoming to new people. None of those Bible verses we've read so far about living in community have an asterisk next to them saying they don't apply if you're an introvert. So how does scripture command us to protect ourselves and each other? Hebrews 10 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. We spur one another on toward love and good works by not isolating ourselves, by meeting together regularly and encouraging one another. And so my exhortation today to you is to resist this foolish temptation towards isolation, to not give up meeting together with those in your home 
and also with those other members of the body here at TRC. You need community, and your community needs you. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more, check out our website at trinityreformedkirk.com. That's trinityreformedkirk.com. Oh, yeah.